place. Amen. There's an increase in this place. You stay with me, Lisa. Thanks. And TJ. Yeah, great. You know, I just felt this morning I just had to change my message. I had another message to preach this morning and I was wrestling with the Lord in the front row there. And who knows that when you wrestle with the Lord, he usually wins. Amen. <laughs> and when Phil said, you know, this message you was going to preach, it's going to go, you know, it's going to be there. I'm thinking, not if I preach that one. That one's going to be burned up because it'll be disobedient, even if it was good. Amen. So I'm just, I'm just preaching a message this morning that I haven't even really cooked in the oven very long. But anyway, here you go. It's half cooked. Hope it cooks on the way out. Amen. <laughs> you know, I just feel like God is so increasing in this place across the earth, in us. I feel like there's an expansion and an increasing. And it's, it depends on how willing we are and how open we are to that increase or whether or not we're going to partake of what God is doing right now. Amen. God is increasing our hearts. He's increasing our minds. He's increasing our spiritual realm. He's increasing the knowledge. Who knows that it, it, the, the scriptures say, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters will cover the sea. See, it doesn't say the glory of the Lord will cover the earth. It says the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And there's a place that, that God wants us to live that is the glory realm. There's a place that we can go to where we can expand ourselves, as Phil said, to be eternal beings into that eternal place inside of us where God will increase in us that spiritual dimension where we can actually walk into a place called the glory realm and we can come out of that place and walk in that realm and see things happen and things purposed on the earth. Amen. Let's have a look at this scripture. It's Isaiah 6. Isaiah, oh, sorry. Yeah, Zion 9, thanks, 67. And it says this, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. That's what we were singing this morning. I love you, Lord. To us a child is born, a son has been given. We are the redeemed. You know, the scriptures say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And we have something within us because of the Son of Jesus, the Jesus, the Son of God. Within us, we have something that we can give others, amen, as he expands inside of us. And look at this. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Everyone say no end. That means there's, there's, no, there's no walls. That means there's no barriers. That means there's no limit. When Jesus Christ came to the earth, the Holy Spirit was given to him without limit. That means the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives and dwells in my mortal body. That means that I have the spirit of God inside of me. You have the spirit of God inside of you without limit. There is no limit. The increase of his government and peace, there shall be no limit. There shall be no end. There are no full stops. There are no places where we stop and camp and retire. There's no retirement in the kingdom of God. Amen. 
There's no place of stopping. It's increase upon increase upon increase. And of the, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And you know, I thought about that. The increase of his government and peace, because he is the prince of peace. You see? And when the kingdom of God, the true government of the earth, takes its place in us, when we take our place in authority, when we take our place in government rulership, when we take our place in authority over the earth that Jesus has given to us, then we can command peace. Amen. How many people feel in this day and age that we live in anxiety, that we live in a place where a lot of people are on depression or anxiety medication? Every second person you talk to. I've seen children on it. I heard the other day they put a four-year-old on an antidepressant medication. This is ridiculous. What is happening to our society? What's happening? Because the government is upon his shoulders. He put it upon our shoulders. And it's supposed to be that there is no end to his peace that is in us. Wherever we walk, there should be government authority There should be the kingdom of God coming down and we should be able to change the very atmosphere of where we are. This morning, this morning when you came in here, I bet you all felt a little weird, daylight saving weird. It's like, what time is it? And uh, where am I? What day is it? And it's just a little weird. And so we all feel a little bit, our clocks are out of whack. It's like we're like that. And, And I know what that feels like. I mean, I went and worked Jesse up this morning and... I said, Jess, um, you know, you do know it's daylight saving, don't you? I'm just waking you up because your alarm probably won't go off because mine didn't work. I don't know about everyone else, but I set my alarm because the clock went forward. It turned my alarm off. And so, anyway, I wake up anyway. And Jessie rolls over in bed and goes, ah, and looks at her phone. She goes, it's 20 past nine because she set her clock forward and then the phone had set it forward for her again. It was two hours forward, you know. And she was, in a, she was in a panic. Well, she was supposed to be here at half past eight, and it was 20 past eight, so Daniel realised she was late this morning. Amen. Um, <laughs> so we all felt a little weird when we walked in here this morning, and, and I know I felt weird myself too, because, like, you, you know, you, you sort of lost an hour's sleep, and I'm, trying to, I'm forcing myself to go to sleep last night at 12.30, thinking, it's really 1.30, get to sleep. You know, you've got to get up in a few hours. And it was just weird, isn't it? Because you get all weird about it. You know what I mean? But you know what? As soon as you come into the presence of God, and Jilly, I don't know if you felt it. It was, there was a couple of places where the joy of the Lord was breaking up, but it was when she was singing that song the first time, and we just went really quiet. And she just, what was that middle part? Nothing compares. That part where it goes, nothing compares. And soon it just went, and it was like, Atmosphere change. Whew. Clock's gone right. Everything's okay. Because why? Because we have the ability to not come under the atmosphere, but to change atmospheres. And this morning when Julie was singing, I was like, I love you, Lord, that big butt. And I just had Joey in my arms and she was getting all clean. She hadn't seen Nanny for a week. But I shot one arm up like this and I'm just going, God. Let me soar with wings as eagles this morning, even if I feel like a duck or a turkey. I want to I wanna soar with wings as eagles this morning with you. Those who wait upon the Lord shall not grow weary. 
They shall run and not grow weary. They will rise up with wings as eagles. Amen. Who's got some eagles' wings this morning from that worship? I did. And so it says, And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establish and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forever. And the zeal, this is, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. If there's one thing that the enemy wants to do to the church and to his people in this day is to take away their zeal. You know, I'm so excited hearing some young people that want to go to Bible college next year. And, you know, and I said to Phil, I want, I want to sow into this. And so Bridget sent me a little text while we're on holidays. I guess she sent them out to everybody. Do you want to sell a box of chocolates from me? Because I'm doing a fundraiser to raise money to go to Bible college. And I said, how much is the box of chocolates? She said, well, it's 48 chocolates and they're a dollar each. And I said, keep your chocolates, go sell them. I'm going to sow into good soil. Also, $50. And, and I, you know, I finished texting. I said, I'm sowing $50 into Bridget going to Bible college. And he looks at me because he knows, you know, we've been on holidays. And although it's only $20 a night, it adds up. And he goes, where are you going to get that $50 from? I said, the Lord will provide. I want to show these kids that, you know, if they're willing to get the zeal of the Lord on them, to do something, to increase, to expand with what God has put inside of them, I want to just partner with them. And it was only, like my artwork has been up in Libby's shop now for, in her cafe now for a while, and I haven't had any bites. No one's been buying it. In fact, I nearly packed it up and thought, I'm never going to paint it again. This is really awful. And, um, and then just an hour after I said to her, Libby sends me and says, just guess what? Someone just put a deposit on one of your paintings. And I, had, I wanted to ask Libby, was it $50? Was the deposit $50? Because I know that when you step out, that the Lord will, you know, supply for you. Why? Because I'm agreeing with the zeal of the Lord in a young person. I'm agreeing with the expansion of his kingdom. I'm, in, I'm agreeing with the increase of his government, the increase of his... Of his um, Spirit and of his kingdom on the earth. Amen. When you first received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you were given a deposit, amen, a deposit of faith. You were given a deposit of love. You were given a deposit of all these things. It was like this, this was placed inside of you. Now, it was, it's the full deal that you were given. It's almost like you've been given your full inheritance, but it just takes you a while to work out what you've been given and how to unwrap that and how to, how to get in touch with that, how to open it up, how to tap into that. And when God says to us that the increase of his government, of his peace, there shall be no end, the increase in him, in us, there shall be no end because he put the full deposit in the day you were born again. And we can just stay like that. We can just stay like that, like new Christians, like never really being effective. And yeah, we'll get to heaven. And like, but like Phil said, when we stand before God in heaven, we'll be judged not on what we did, but what, on what we were called to do and whether we did it or not. Amen. You know, I don't know if many of you read, there was a book years ago by Rick Joyner. He had this prophetic vision where he was taken to heaven and he was shown where people sit in heaven and who was important and who wasn't important. And he saw this guy, you know, right there next to the throne room of God in the kingdom of heaven. 
And, and he's, saying, he's, he's thinking, I know this guy. And this guy said, yeah, you know me. I was a beggar on the street and I used to, I used to, I used to um, preach the gospel. And I remember you went, walked past me many times and said, oh, that's so embarrassing. I wish those people wouldn't do that. And I wish they wouldn't preach on the street like that. Look at him. He's filthy. He stinks. He's, you know, he shouldn't be preaching on the streets like that. It gives God a bad reputation. And he said, I remember you said that, you know, and the little tape was played back and he heard, oh, gosh, I did say that, didn't I? And here's this guy in all his majesty, you know, seated next to the right hand of Jesus in heaven, taking up one of the thrones. And he's thinking, how come this guy got a throne? You know, he starts to ask him what happened. And this guy said that he gave his heart to the Lord while he was laying in the street one night. He cried out to Jesus and Jesus came and just filled his heart. And so this guy started begging and with what he begged, he would go out and buy tracks that he could preach from. And he bought tracks instead of buying food. And then he would go and he would preach with these tracks that he was, you know, given. And then, and then he said, and, and then, you know, how I died because my friend was freezing to death and I took my blanket off myself and I put it on my friend. And I, he died of hunger and and he died of freezing cold. He died because he'd been given to everyone else. And, um, and, and this guy, he's looking at Jesus going, well, you know, I've spent my whole life preaching the gospel. I've done all these things. He said, yeah, but this guy, I only gave him three talents. I gave, I gave him one talent. And then one day he went to kick a cat. And the cat was bugging him and he no, I'm not going to kick that cat. He used up one. And then, and then he bought those tracks for the second one and the third one. He, bought, he gave the blanket to his friend. I only gave him three talents. He used up all of them. Therefore, he sits with me in glory because what I gave to him, he used up the full amount of it. Amen? See, he was only accountable for what God had given him to do on this earth. And he had done. And he could actually be like Paul and say, I finished the race. I ran it. I finished the race. I did all that you asked me to do, God. This poor beggar that had only done three good deeds in his whole life was sitting with Jesus because he'd used up the full amount of what God had given him to use. And yet there's us here who have been given so much more, who have been given so much more of the kingdom of God. I mean, you know, week after week after week after week, you know, you're preached to. Week after week, you're in the presence of God. Week after week, you're in connect groups, talking and learning and sharing. And there's so much in you. There's so much inside of you. And God is even expanding it even now, even more. You know, there's circumstances in your life. There's things that are going on in your life where God's just expanding. And see, we can choose to just ignore that and stay safe. And stay within our, you know, nice perimeters and stay within our own personalities. Or we can allow God to increase that. How many prophecies have, have we had over our lives? Like, put up your hand if you've ever been prophesied over, you've ever had a prophecy over your life. Okay. Now, put up your hand if every prophecy that has been said over your life has been fulfilled. Everyone. You need a new one, love, because you're not dead yet. I'm telling you, it's not finished for you, Marjorie. There's more. <laughs> you see, 
There's prophecies that are in books, sitting on shelves that we've forgotten about, that we've, things that God said to us that was the, 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 the deposit inside of us. And then it comes to a place, a season, a time, and he reaches in there and he says, remember, remember what I said? Remember what I said to you? Remember what I wanted to do in you? Do you remember those things? I mean, someone said Lauren Patching just got a scholarship from um, a community service place to go to India for six months. And, um, and Garth was telling me yesterday, I said, that had to happen because that girl has missionary all over her. And she's never, you know, and so because she's saying, God, I want the increase. I'm willing to go to a strange country. I'm willing to, I'm willing to face disease. I'm willing to, you know, deny myself, pick up your cross and follow you. Then the increase comes. The provision comes. The doors open. Things begin to happen. And I believe that we're living in a day right now, honestly, I really do, where God is wanting so much to expand what's inside of us. I know, Heather, that God, in the last couple of weeks, he's just done such a fast work in you. Like, from the minute you walked into this place, I knew that God was doing a deep work. You know, the scriptures say that deep cries out to deep. Deep cries out to deep. And there's a deep in God that cries out to the deep in us and we're just not satisfied. And all of us should feel like Heather. It shouldn't be that you have to go to a new place to get a new fresh start. Go to a new place in God. Amen? Go to a new place in God. You know, I think the greatest way that you can tap into the increase inside of you is is no greater way than worship. There's no greater way than worship. And you know, there is a pattern. You know, praise. Benny Hinn says, until worship comes, worship until the glory comes. And see, many times we'll come into God's presence, we'll just give him a whole list of things that we want done and things that we, you know, we need happening and thanks very much, God. We come in with our shopping list and all our needs and whatever and all that and then we walk away. And yet he has a whole a whole avalanche of stuff that he wants to literally pour out over us and he go, he's just back up and we go, see ya, you know. You know, if we come in and we, and we come in with praise, you know, don't ever come into prayer and worship, even at home, just going, oh, okay, God, yeah, okay, I need this, I need that. Now. You know, the scriptures clearly tell us, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Amen. And, and it says, pray in this manner, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Pray in this way. Always start with exalting him for who he is. And, and, and exalting him just because he's, he is beautiful and he deserves all praise and all honour. And when we open ourselves up into that place and we begin to shout to him and tell him how wonderful he is and verbally say it and get out of your little prayer chair, rah, 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 get up and, you know, walk around and begin to tell God how awesome he is, how wonderful he is. And then when you feel like you're all praised out, then go into a place of worship. I, I like, 
a, a couple called Alberto and Kimberly Rivera. You can get it on iTunes. Alberto and Kimberly Rivera, they're a husband and wife prophetic team. Phil and I live on this music because they actually, he plays keyboard, she sings, and every song they sing is totally straight from heaven that minute. They don't write it beforehand. He just starts to play, she starts to sing, and they just come out. And they're the most, it's the most profound music because the minute you turn it on, you know that you're in the deep presence of God because they carry it. You know what I mean? Like you can listen to worship songs and it's great. But in some, some songs are like bubble gum. You chew them a couple of times, they lose their flavour. No, we don't need shallow things in this day and this age. We need something that goes deeper. We need something that's real. We need something that's the kingdom of God. And, and, and this music carries that. So it's on iTunes. You can download it or you can get it at the Christian bookshop. They can bring it in from America for you. Alberto and Kimberly Rivera. You put that stuff on... And then you just begin to worship. You know, you're not asking him anything. You haven't asked him a thing yet. You're just there because you just want to be with him. You're not even there because you want to increase. You're just there because he deserves it. You're just there because you love him. And you know what happens? As you start to come into this place, your love will increase. How many people know that, you know, it's really hard to drink water when you don't drink water like Katrina Markham? I'm on her back every time I come to this office because she's got, I've got a headache. How much water have you drank today? Mm-hmm. You know, you need water, Katrina. Drink it. And then she takes a little tiny sip. I find it really hard to drink water. Well, but once she drinks half a bottle, then her body starts saying, hey, this is good. I really want more. See, at first your body rejects it because it's not used to it. You know, sometimes it's a bit of a battle to get into that place because you're not used to it. And you can get out of the rhythm of heaven. You can get out of the feeling of heaven. But I promise you, if you push through, your body will start to want the rivers of life that flow. That Jesus said, if you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. And there's a thirst inside of each and every one of us that will never be fulfilled by anything else but being in the presence of God. And so you worship and you worship and you worship and you worship and then you feel it. You know. You know when you shift from worship to glory. It's like you forget you're in this earth. It's like you've got your eyes shut and you're just like, oh. it's like you're breathing a different air now. You're feeling a different thing inside of you. It's like a deep cries out to deep thing where you know that this is where you're supposed to live. Is that right, James? You know exactly what I'm talking about because you live there most of the time. Like me, I do my best. Amen. As human as we are. But you get into that place and let me promise you, it's in that place right there that if you pray, anything shall be done. If you ask, it shall be done. If you lay hands on the sick from that place, they will be healed. If you pray over your finances, they will increase. It's the place of ultimate increase in the very presence of the very throne room of God where his angels are worshipping him, where all of heaven is worshipping him. And somehow through that place of praise and then worship, and then glory. Like Isaiah, you stick your head up into another realm. And Isaiah sticks his head up 
And he's there and he's in the very throne room of God. And he goes, oh, man of unclean lips am I, that I should be in the presence of God. And they give him something to, to, to make him clean. And they say, and then he hears them talking about who are they going to send on earth? What are we going to do about the situation of the earth? And God is speaking with Jesus and the Holy Spirit has gone up for a minute to have a little conversation. And they're all talking and the angels, Gabriel and, and, and who's the other one? Michael. They're there and they're, they're all discussing in the council of the Lord. What are we going to do about this situation on earth? And Isaiah, he's been praising. And he's been worshipping. He gets into the glory and he pops his head up into heaven and God goes, and then just when God's saying, who will we send? And then Isaiah goes, I'll go. Send me. Back onto the earth and Isaiah is an amazing prophet of God who just brings the word of the Lord in season, out of season, amen, and changes nations. It's amazing. It's in that place that you'll find who you are, amen. Can I have the worship team, please? Isaiah 54 and 2 to 3 says this. I'm only on the first page. It's good, isn't it? (laughs) Enlarge the place of your tent. Listen. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. You know what this is? This body? The scriptures call it a tent. It's just a tent. It's a temporary dwelling. We are eternal beings wrapped up in a tent, a temporary dwelling. We, we, eternity was placed into us and we shall live eternally with him and inside this tent is, a, is an eternal being that is longing to get out. Amen? And here he's saying, Isaiah, the very guy who stuck his head up into heaven and, and said, here I am, send me, comes back to earth and he says this, enlarge the place of your tent. Doesn't mean get fat. No. It says, stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. You will increase. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I was listening to a song last night. It says, says these words. We can hand out communion. Thanks. It said these words, I will not hold myself back from you. The hidden places belong to God. He is jealous of them. He is holding keys to locked doors that even have never been opened in your heart, in your life, and in your spirit. Amen. There are locked doors. The keys of the kingdom have been given to us. And there are keys. It's not just a key. It's just not the key of salvation. There's a whole key ring that's been given to us. And at any time when we're in the realm of the glory, we can use those keys to unlock another part of us and expand and extend our borders. Amen. There's more. Everyone say there's more. There's more. The first thing that you need for the more is you need to have an appetite for it. 
The first thing that happens when you're going to get an appetite for the more is that you become dissatisfied. It's called holy discontent. I'm not content with where I am right now. I'm not content with where I am and where the situation of the world is and what I'm doing about it to change it. I'm not content. You know, we have to develop a thirst and a hunger for the things of God. And maybe this morning as we take communion, we can just ask God, you know, develop this in me, God. This, this dissatisfaction. Now, Jesus said, take this in remembrance of me. You know, this is, this is my bread, this is my body that was broken for you. This is my body that was broken for you. Do we remember that? Do you remember what Jesus went through to establish the kingdom of God on earth for us? You know, surely our body doesn't have to be broken, crucified. and But we can offer our body as a living sacrifice for the advancement of his kingdom. We can offer this tent as a place of enlargement, as a place of stretching, as a place of coming out of our own comfort zones and finding God. Amen. It says in Matthew 11:12, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. This morning as we take this bread, why don't we lay hold of the kingdom of God and all the kingdom of God that is inside of us. And I, I really believe that as you take this bread, you know, it's not just a symbolic thing. Jesus said to do this. And I believe there's something so spiritual about communion so holy about this that as we take this bread we're actually partaking in his body we're partaking in the kingdom of God that is in Jesus Christ Amen let's just take this together thank you Lord thank you Lord expand in us and as we take this wine or juice that represents the blood of Jesus that was literally poured out for us Jesus, this morning, we want to pour ourselves out for you. As we take this in remembrance of you and all that you have done for us, Lord, this morning, let us be partakers of the kingdom of God inside of us. As we take this wine this morning, let it, let it fill us with increase, the increase of your government, the increase of your peace. In Jesus' name, let's just take that together. Let's just stand to our feet. Holy Spirit, come. Anybody ever see that movie, The Schindler's List? And in that movie, it was a man who was trying to get Jews out of, of being taken away to be killed or burned or whatever was going to happen to them. He was trying to save lives. And so he was buying them. And he was selling all the gold that he had, every precious possession that he had, every precious possession that he could get his hands on. 
he was selling to buy Jews back so they wouldn't be killed and he would put them to work in his factory. And right at the end of that movie, the war is over and he's standing in the street and all the Jews are saying to him, you know, you, look how many of us you got out. And he just stands there and he's just like devastated because he realises that he's got one button left on his jacket and he didn't sell it. And he starts to say, I could have got one more out. I could have got one more out. If only I had used what I had in my possession, I could have got one more out. And I don't know about you, but Phil's talking about eternity this morning. Eternity's not that far away. It could be a minute for some of us. It could be years for others of us. But eternity's not that far away, no matter how long it is in God's time. But when we stand before him on that day, and we have this government, this increase inside of us, we have this place where God wanted to stretch us, but we denied him that and we just stayed the same. And we'll look back on the earth and we'll see people perishing. We'll see them going to eternal hell. We're going to look back and we're going to see them in the war of Armageddon, being burnt up, being killed, being slain. And we'll know that we could have got one more out. We could have got one more out. If we would have just used what we had, what he had given us, instead of being so selfish and complacent and ignorant, God, let's just lift our hands up to him today. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come.